0: Hi everybody, it's Joey Remini here from seekingbalance.com.au. I'm a vestibular audiologist and I'm a neuroplasticity educator and I take a really special interest in persistent vertigo, all forms of dizziness, and tinnitus, which is ringing in the ears or any perceived sound coming from the body. My favourite part of my career is meeting people who have collaborated with me in some way or joined the Rocksteady community and I love hearing human stories. I believe storytelling is a massive part of healing and that is the single reason I have a podcast and a YouTube channel. So today I'm really delighted to introduce you to Catherine from the United States who has an experience with tinnitus and the the challenges of early motherhood as well as study and work and juggling life as a marriage and family therapist associate. So thank you so much for your bravery, Catherine, and welcome to the call.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, no, this is a real treat. So I would love you to share with the listeners a little bit about the last two and a half years and how that journey has been for you. And yeah, let the, let the listeners get to know you a little bit.
1: Okay, so two and a half years ago, my son was a year and a half old, and i was um I was staying at home with him full time three days a week, and then no two days a week and then three days a week, I was working as a marriage and family therapist associate mm-hmm. and um I was at home, and I was cooking dinner and um I, all of a sudden. Um, he, my son was crawling around and he opened a cabinet and a pot was going to fall on him. Mm-hmm. And I went sliding, I ran towards him and I went sliding like I was sliding into home base. I used to play softball growing mm-hmm. up and I landed hard and I hurt my neck. And that night when I went to sleep, I was, I laid down to go to sleep. And all of a sudden I heard high pitched ringing in my ear. Mm. And I thought it was like the television or something, and it was not. Mm. Um, and so I ended up going to um, an ENT, and he told me that my hearing was perfect and that the tinnitus or tinnitus um, was stress-related. Yeah. And at first, I, I was like, okay – I don't quite understand why that's stress related, but okay. And then I thought, well, no, I've been in much more stressful circumstances than I'm in right now. I'm happy. Like I stay at home with my, at home with my son part-time. I work part-time things are stressful, but they're fine. Um, I've had traumas in my life growing up. It was not, it was fine. It wasn't wonderful. Um, (laughs) There were things that happened. Um, and I thought, why would the tinnitus start now? Why wouldn't it have started, you know, years ago when I had these like major traumas? Mm. Um, what I didn't realize was that the traumas were building up in my body and Mm. I wasn't, I was releasing them as much as I could, but it was getting stored in my body. Mm. And I, um, ended up, Since I didn't believe him fully, I ended up going to multiple chiropractors, and I went to another ENT, and nobody could help me, and I was so anxious and so depressed. Um, My friends didn't understand what was going on. They were there for me as much as they could. My husband, he was there for me as much as he could, but he didn't, I felt like nobody understood what I was going through. Um, I was so anxious and stressed. And the tinnitus would come and go, um, but eight months ago, it started to be here more than it was gone, and I realized that it was stress-related when I started to recognize a pattern to it. I would wake up in the morning, and the tinnitus would start first thing in the morning, and then it would last the entire day. And then I would put my kids to bed at night and I would go and sit down and finally be able to like relax and breathe and it would fade away. Mm. And I was starting to realize that this, the, it was stress that was causing it. And, um, and so I became, I was listening to a podcast, um, and I decided on, on something random and then I decided to search in the podcast in my app for tinnitus and I found you and I started listening to your podcast and then I went to your YouTube channel and I like watched all of those videos and I was, I, I knew you were onto, that I, that this was the path for me mm. and I joined your Facebook group and I was like so excited and then I ended up joining Rock Study last week and i have been devouring all of that and and i've already felt more better days than i have felt in the last eight months and i it's changed my life
0: do you want to talk a little bit about also you had a period there of doing the seven day support program so you didn't necessarily dive straight into the full comprehensive support do you want to speak a little bit about that um exploring the pausing and neuroplasticity and sort of going, okay, what's all this about?
1: Yes. So I did, I did join that first. Um, and, um, the, I liked how, I liked how simple it was really. It's mm. like you were guiding me back to towards myself mm. with the body scan and just, you broke it down and made it so, um, accessible. Mm. It doesn't matter your background. You can do a body scan. Mm. Um, even though I've studied neuroplasticity and neurobiology in school. Mm. Um, and so I'm aware of like fight, fight, freeze response. And you don't need to know that to do the, the to do any of the things that you're asking people to do. It's all about tuning into your own body and figuring out, what, figuring out what you need and nurturing yourself. And so I really enjoyed the body scan. And I'm, I also wanted more. I was, I remember the tinnitus was just going on and on and on and on. And I told my husband, I was like, I, I need more support. And I want to do rock study, rock study. And he was like, go for it. Mm. And so I did. And I'm so grateful.
0: Do you want to talk? We were just talking earlier before we clicked record about being on the therapist side of it and, and looking at other people's relationships. And in your case, looking at relationships between partners or family members, parents, children, and kind of knowing theoretically. And from what we learn in school in, in, in psychology type studies and things like that, knowing how to see it from an outsider's perspective and, and piece it all together, the jigsaw puzzle, and contrasting that to sort of going, oh my God, now I have to feel it. I've got to do it. I have to be in this relationship that's unconditionally loving and patient and compassionate. And it just takes it to a whole new level. Do you want to speak about going from the theory to the actual embodiment of going through it?
1: Yeah, it's humbling. I, <laughs> I have always had compassion for my clients and I, I know how hard it is to, you know, go through trials in your life and to have relationship problems. Um, and then when you're actually going through something traumatic in your own life. It, it's, it's, oh, I'm trying to word it all. Um, You have to then apply everything that you have told other people would be beneficial for them and for their growth. And you have to apply it to yourself. And it's almost Hmm. impossible to do because you're coming at it. You're trying to Therapize yourself or do therapy on yourself from the f- fight, flight, freeze, freak out reptilian brain. Mm-hmm. And I cannot do that. That's why therapists can't do therapy on themselves and their own family and their own family relationships. And mm-hmm. so, um, but it, but what I gained from you was, you know, a therapist like you, you are a therapist. <laughs> You're an amazing therapist. And, um, and you helped me turn that on myself and to learn how to soothe myself because Mm -hmm. I am, even though I deal with couples in relationship, we are in a relationship with ourselves for the rest of our life. Right. So yeah, it's
0: like, I feel like that's worth kind of pausing and highlighting and underlining and putting in italics that we, the the word relationship often, you know, immediately gets put into that basket of romantic relationships, but we actually have relationship to everything, to objects, to our symptoms, to our body, to our personality, to trees, to nature, to the ocean, to our bed to our car, like relationships are everywhere and they're they're intermingling and intersecting and interacting. And because we are conscious human beings, you know, we're not reptilian animals anymore. And we have this amazing prefrontal cortex that enables us to negotiate relationships and compromise and design and participate. We really are co-creating our life by consciously creating relationships to ourselves and the world around us. So it really takes this idea of relationship therapy to a whole new level.
1: Hmm. Yeah.
0: And the, the, and I, I know I've said this on a number of podcasts, but the, the reason I made Rocksteady a self-study program, and I'm really adamant it has to be self-study, is because no external source can tell anybody else how to heal. It's a process of going in and asking yourself and saying, body, what do you need? Mind, what do you need? heart and soul? What are you communicating to me? It's it's an internal answer. Mm-hmm. And the capacity to stop and listen takes time. You know, you've got to go through self-doubt. You've got to hate yourself a bit before you can love yourself a bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. You've got to go through the shame and self-forgiveness. And, and all of these things are a very natural part of becoming your own best friend, becoming your own expert. hmm and I think as a therapist, stepping back and giving people space to do that is the best therapy. Yes. And holding the container.
1: Yes. Yes. I remember in school when I was learning how to be a therapist and I was like, okay, but what do I do? And they're <laughs> like, no, just like create the space. And I'm like, yes, but what do I do? Like, And, <laughs> and, and then I learned like you have to provide the platform in a safe, environment so that people can come to their own answers and feel you know and and join together in my case with the couples yeah so that they can you know have their opportunity to open their hearts with each other and I provide the space and the safety for that. Yeah. And what you are doing is providing that safety for me and the space for me to figure out what I need. And um it's interesting because it doesn't matter who I have told about the tinnitus, like I have tried to explain it to my friends, like, well, this is what I hear. And, and it's never, they're never going to know. They're never going to understand yeah. it. And, yeah. and that's so frustrating because I'm like, but you don't understand, like mm-hmm. you don't understand what I have to go through or what I have to listen to. And they're never going to understand. But once I drop that, and I become my own best friend and I say, but, but I, know, I know what it's like, that higher voice talking yeah. to myself. Like That's what I've been doing lately is being my own best friend and saying, mm. I, I know what it's like and that's all that matters.
0: Yeah. I, I think my, we, covered, we covered this in one of our live group calls in Rocksteady where someone was like, my husband doesn't understand you know, what advice do you have for me, Joey? And I was like, he's never going to understand. No one will ever understand. It's impossible for anyone to get inside your body and understand your symptoms. We can kind of create space and hold space for you, but we'll never understand. Mm -hmm. And things that you feel are completely 100% unique in yours, an individual. And the only person who can ever truly understand what you're going through is you. Mm -hmm. And I find it very liberating to stop expecting other people to understand it's like well they can't understand it's scientifically impossible so i can release that expectation
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and i found there's something freeing in that because it's really heavy when you're trying to get people to understand and like it's just whoa 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 like dead end
1: totally but it doesn't mean they love you any less they just it's like if my you know my friend has having you know stomach pains and I don't know exactly what it feels like to have those intense stomach pains but I still love her and I still want the best for her and I'm there to listen yeah. and to you know care for her but it, I nobody can know yeah unless you're the actual person going through it and the freeing part the liberating part is that it doesn't matter if anybody else knows I'm the only the, I'm the most important person to myself
0: yeah so, the main reason we got you on this call is because we have this beautiful Facebook closed group called Rock Steady for Vertigo and Tinnitus. And anyone's welcome to apply and join. You just have to agree to two main agreements, which is we don't ask advice or give advice in the group, and we don't talk about our symptoms in the group. It's all about how we're healing and how we're managing challenges and really developing a voice of empowerment instead of a voice of victim and woe me and my symptoms are driving me crazy. So, the group is really a very clean space and a very beautiful space for being supported. And can I read your post that brought us together and then you can speak on it. Cause it's really beautiful. Yes. So Catherine's post is, wow, I just had a magnificent experience and a revelation about tinnitus. And I wanted to share it in case this helps any of you. I was just meditating, which I began doing just a little over a month ago and it's new to me. As I was nearing the end of the meditation, I had this image of swimming in the ocean and the sounds under the ocean were representative of the tinnitus I was hearing as I was meditating. All of a sudden, I felt and saw my body slowly coming up to the surface of the ocean. And as I lifted my head up and out of the water, the tinnitus faded away. I literally heard the ringing get softer and softer as I rose to the surface of the ocean until it was no longer there. It was so freeing and amazing because I finally felt like I had control over whether I heard the tinnitus or not. Oh, this is where it gets tricky reading a screenshot. (laughs) (laughs) What I finally deeply understood is that those sounds that I call tinnitus are always there, just as the sounds deep deep in the ocean are always there. My body is constantly making noises and it's completely natural and normal. When I hear them, it's like I'm under the surface of the ocean. But as I rose to the surface of the water and lifted my head up into the air, I could no longer hear the sounds beneath the ocean, which represented the tinnitus. So if I rise above the sounds of my body, I no longer hear them. It's not that the sounds of my body or tinnitus are not there, just as the ocean noises still exist, even if we're not able to hear them. It's just that my awareness is no longer on the tinnitus and I needed to reassure myself that listening to the sounds of my body is not important. And then you go on to say, I am safe, I am healthy, I am strong, I am healed, I'm whole and perfect. And so are you. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a really supportive post within our group. And we were talking earlier about we can have these moments or days or weeks of no tinnitus and then other times it comes back again. And so it's this process of teaching our brain and our noise filters about what we want to filter out because we don't need to hear it. It's not important. And what sounds we want to come through because we do want to hear them and they're nourishing. And so when we're very worried about our tinnitus and desperately doing everything we can to get rid of it, it slips through the filter and we hear it because the brain thinks you're asking it to do that because we're like going to the doctor for it, talking about it, worrying about it. The focus is on the tinnitus. So it slips through the filter and you can hear it. When we release the importance upon the tinnitus and it's just like, oh, it's just like, it's always there, it's whatever, it's just like the the sound of the ocean, You know, I don't need to get rid of it, it's just there. That's when the brain filter is really clever and it goes, oh, okay, boring, irrelevant, not needed, not helpful. And it actually creates a new filter where the tinnitus sound can't get through. So we don't perceive it, we're not aware of it, it's not coming through to that auditory cortex, it's being blocked like a noise cancellation system. So the tinnitus is still there in the body, but it's not coming through to the level of awareness. Do you want yes. to, do you want to speak a little piece in reflection on where you are now in terms of managing the highs and the lows and working with your filters and that piece on placing meaning on body sound and importance? Cause you're still early on in your journey, really.
1: Yeah. Um, I, um, so before I would hear the sound and freak out and I mean who who doesn't at first exactly it's what I, was, well, <laughs> I mean Welcome like, to the club <laughs> yeah I know it's like it freaks you out but um, what I was really in that meditation it was it was amazing I was just like in the zone and all of a sudden I was under the ocean And I was listening to the whales and the dolphins and all of that. And that was, I knew that was the tinnitus noises. And then, but, and I could hear the tinnitus when I was meditating. Hmm. And then I, all of a sudden just felt myself come to the surface of the ocean and pop my head out. And I didn't hear it anymore. And literally I did not hear it anymore. Like it went away as I was coming up. And I realized that, oh my goodness, like, the sounds of the ocean are always there. The sounds of my body are always there, but Mm -hmm. I don't need to listen to it unless I want to go scuba diving or Mm -hmm. I want to dive deep into my body and, you know, see what's up. I,
0: I just want to, um, add there or A W E to have to listen to our body or, or tinnitus sounds or in the context of scuba diving, to be down there and listen to whale sounds with, with awe puts mm. the brain in a very gentle and open place where it's very neuroplastic and able to problem solve and change filters because there's no fight, flight, freeze.
1: Yeah. If you
0: are scuba diving and listening to the whales with like freak out, your filters are jammed and locked and it's not plastic so the neuroplasticity is inhibited by the fear. So the fact mm. you were scuba diving and like, Oh, there's whales and wow, that's when the filters can sort of be malleable and change. Mm. And so that's where, or it becomes a very important aspect of healing to, to, you know, to break your arm and be like, wow, my body's amazing. Like my bones can heal. This is, this is incredible. <laughs> Look at the blood. Rather than being freaking out. Yeah. And so, or is is one of my favorite um feelings emotions or it's a, it's a phenomena that fascinates me and self or awe, awe i f- relate to more than self-love sometimes i mean loving yourself is important and i get that and i talk about it but something about it's a bit cliche and i don't know like just doesn't sit well so I personally really like to look at self awe, like what about myself as an organism is just totally miraculous and breathtaking. Yeah. And and seeing that in the, in yourself is just such a beautiful practice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not neurotic. (laughs) No, no. I, I mean, I have like grown to love myself on a whole new level. Like (laughs) I'm like growing up, my mom was when I would, you know, be grumpy or have an attitude or something and when I was a teenager and she would say, I want you to write five things you're grateful for. Oh, and I'm like <laughs> and it was so good. And in the moment I was like, I'm not <laughs> grateful for anything. Even though I was, I totally was. I was just being a teenager. Um I oh my goodness, like I could list like I could write for days of all the things that I'm grateful for and like just how magnificent life is and my body. Even with the tinnitus, I would have never said that two and a half years ago. I would have never said that eight months ago. I mean, I hated it. And I got to some low places. Like it was, it has not been pretty. Yeah. But I, it's, the body is fascinating and neuroplasticity is amazing. And the, I am, Coming out on the other side of it, a much better person, and I'm so excited I can teach my kids about it and and start them so young you know and mm. i i wouldn't I would not be who I am now without this experience
0: yeah well it 's very so. enriching and that's and that's kind of a nice way to to wrap up the conversation is I often ask people are you yet able to find the wisdom and the insight and the gift in what was perceived as like a, a terrible debilitating symptom? Are you starting to get into a a position in yourself and in your life where you're starting to see the gift and the richness in it and how it can be the window or the doorway into the secret garden?
1: Yeah. Yeah. But that's the, that's the key is like you really have to nurture yourself and really have to Come from a loving place and a place of awe uh, Mm. for yourself Mm. in order to like come out on the other side with or without the tinnitus. Like, it can come along with me. Mm. I mean, it's happening right now and it's okay. It's my body and it's making its little jingle. Like, and I'm not going to worry about it. And I'm going to say, hey, friend, what's up? What do you need? Oh, <laughs> you know, and like I, I
0: get this question all the time, so I'm going to ask it to you so you can say whatever your piece is on it. So many people ask, "Can you actually get rid of it and have no noise?" So these would be people who would have had months or years of like persistent constant tinnitus and they can't remember what it's like to not have it. What's your experience of that?
1: So, it it for the past 3 days, I started rock study a week ago and it was happening like oh there were 24 hours a day at one point like I stayed up till four o'clock in the morning because I couldn't sleep and I was freaking out Mm. um and that was like last week at the beginning of Rocksteady and for the past three days now I've had it like maybe 5% of the whole day out of 24 hours, like 5% of that, I've heard it. Like it's like it comes and then I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? What do you need? Oh, you need a body scan or you need healing hands or Mm. you just need to say no to that activity that you said you would go to. And guess what? Your friend is still going to love you. And she totally is, she's, she wants you to take care of yourself. So she's not going to be upset that you're not going. And that's what I had to do today. And I am a stay at home mom. And my girl, little girl, she takes two naps a day. And during her two naps, I took two naps. And normally I'm like, oh, I have to do this and this and this and this. And no, 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 not anymore. The tinnitus told me, you need to take two naps today. And I did. And I barely had tinnitus all day. Like it comes and goes so quickly now Mm. because I'm giving my body what it needs, what it's asking for.
0: That's my experience too. So it's like, if it slips into my awareness, it very quickly gets filtered out. Cause I'm like, Oh, okay. Hello. Yeah. I think I, for me, it's almost always, I need a glass of water. Like I'm, I'm literally dehydrated and my ears start giving me that dehydration noise. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's like, I'm too busy. I'm neglecting some of my basic needs.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, it's very quick comes and goes and when I can't hear it, I can't hear it at all. Completely yeah. filtered out. And I think that's really important. There's so many people with tinnitus out there who were told you got to live with it, nothing you do. It's like it's not true. It's a very changeable phenomena. And when it comes, it usually comes for a reason. And then you can re-filter it out, and it goes back to nothing.
1: Yes, nothing. Like n- like this was me like five years ago. Nothing. Like what is tinnitus? What t- what is tinnitus I can't yeah. even say the word anymore. <laughs> what is that T word? I, don't know.
0: I think it's really good to clarify that, that it's not about getting rid of it forever and never, ever, 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 ever hearing it because you can't predict the future. And the reality is, is your body makes sounds and sometimes you're going to hear them. It's about knowing that when you hear it, it's not for the rest of your life. It's not ca- catastrophic. And we don't have to go into that adolescent dramatic yeah. eyeball rolling, you know, yeah. it's a big deal. It's, like, it's not a big deal. And through the rock steady process, we learn how to filter it out. And yes. how to take that control over our neural wiring so we're not stuck in that victim place of helpless, hopeless, powerless, gotta live with it mentality. Or relying on therapy and devices and medications and all of that palaver too.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think that's really helpful for you to share your experience with everyone.
1: Yeah. And cause that's that was me. I was like, yes, but did they get rid of it or do <clears throat> they just tolerate it? Like I need to know. And I will tell you, like it. Is gone, <laughs> like, and it does come back, and it's okay, but it's brief. It's so brief, and I don't care. Like, whatever, it's yeah. fine. Yeah, and then it goes away because I'm not focused on it because I know it's it's a friend.
0: Yeah, and often there's a void that we're filling with the tinnitus. So, like, if we have enough time in our life to obsess and focus on the tinnitus, I would suggest it's really worth asking, like. What are my passions? What's filling me up? What lights me up? What, what do I need? Because when we're so busy doing what we love, we don't have space to hear the tinnitus. Like we're too busy, you know, writing that song or painting that picture or catching up with those friends or writing that letter or, you know, learning Italian with our toddler. Like we're doing yeah. things. We're, we're actively engaged in tasks that we genuinely enjoy and light us up. So yeah. we have what I call passion projects. And they are really healthy for human beings like one of, you would know this from your studies at university, but you know one of the magical ingredients for happiness is growth and learning and if we're not doing novel and new things, we can get a bit depressed because mm-hmm. the human brain is wired for learning it wants new stimulation um, I even had one private client who was like, "I think I'm going to take up the piano like I know." you just talk about the piano all the time. And I know it's not directly related to my symptoms, but I just always kind of wanted to play the piano. And now you're talking about the metaphor of the piano and learning. And I'm like, go for it. Anything you do that you're learning fills that space. And when we're not learning anything and we get a bit bored or a bit vacant, we can go back into that void and that vortex of symptoms. Mm -hmm. It's seductive. It lures us back in. Yeah. And so, yeah, there is, there's so many pieces to the puzzle and that's why Rock City is a process and you're go- I mean, I hope you're going to love all the next modules coming your way oh, I am. a real treat.
1: Yes. Um, well, I, you've already inspired me. I've, I, my husband used to play the trumpet in middle school when he was, you know, 12, 13, 14. And we went to his parents' house this last weekend and he pulled out his trumpet and started playing because of you, because because I keep telling him I need to find a passion. Like I need to do something. What am I passionate about? And and then he pulled out his trumpet and he was playing and then I was playing it and I was like, this is hilarious. I'm I'm terrible at this, but it's the funniest thing ever. And (laughs) So then we have, um, uh, his mom had a guitar and so we were playing the guitar and I'm like, maybe I'll learn how to play the guitar. Like, yeah. you know, like I'm excited to try new things and find a and new passion. Exactly.
0: And these are the feelings that we often miss when we're feeling helpless, hopeless, isolated, depressed, anxious, and really living in fear. We miss feeling excited that like we miss feeling enthusiastic. Like we, we're kind of craving those long lost feelings. And we end up spending all of our money and time on trying to get rid of the symptoms and blaming symptoms when actually the symptoms are not really the problem. Wait. It's more realigning with our truth and reconnecting with our body and our heart and our soul and figuring out how to remap and renavigate our life. It's, it's very holistic. And to look at things as a linear problem, like I have a splinter in my toe and I'm going to tweezer it out. So my symptoms are my problem and I'm going to blame them and it needs to be removed. Like that will keep people stuck right we've got to step back and take a much more integrated approach right to get those new neural networks to deeply set in so we can be excited and enthusiastic and loving and connected little by little it happens more often
1: right the yes the tinnitus isn't the problem no it's that's and then don't focus on that because It's, it's not a problem it's just letting you know that you you're off track
0: Yeah, not even, because it can happen when you're full of love too. So the tinnitus- That's true. The tinnitus really is just a sign that you're alive. The minute you're dead, you're not going to hear it.
1: That's true. (laughs) But Whenever
0: you're alive and you have moving mechanisms, there's capacity and space for you to hear that. Mm. So yeah, sometimes it can happen when we're you know sleeping and healing. Like when I perforated my eardrum, it was really loud and really Um, painful for about a week and then disappeared again. Yeah. So while my membrane was healing and all my immune system was in there- you know, it was genuinely physically anatomically noisy because it's all yeah. happening right by the ear.
1: Yeah.
0: It's normal. It's not a sign I'm dying. It's a sign I'm healing. Yeah. So, um, it's not the symptoms that are the problem. It's the relationship to our body. Yeah. And if we okay. relate to the sensations, it changes everything rather than relating to symptoms because symptoms Im- implies a problem. You got a little one there to say hello.
1: <laughs> yes. He's telling me I can't go to sleep. <laughs>
0: oh, well we might leave it there it was so nice to meet you
1: thank you so nice to meet you too
0: thanks for sharing your story and thank i you. hope we get to hear from you again in yes. the Rocksteady community and in the process i would love that. yes
1: i'm excited
0: a couple of more live calls coming this time around
1: i'm excited to join and share my share my journey
0: yeah beautiful well i'm joey remini from seekingbalance.com.au For anyone out there listening with any vestibular or audiology condition with vertigo or tinnitus, check out my website. There's loads of free resources as well as comprehensive self-study programs. And if you're seeking deeper support, I offer private therapy for a few people as well. So it's a little bye for now. And thank you again, Catherine, and all the best. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye.